Hello, welcome back to the Starting Five podcast. I'm your host, Ellie, with the rest of the boys. Zach, Jonah, Darren. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's just Ellie here. Uh, shout out to Borat and Borat 2. Um, great movies, great movies, uh, to say the least. Obviously, because we'll probably get blocked on Spotify if we talk about some of the actual scenes that take place in the movie. Not important. Yeah, it's, it's not really important. Um, today, we're without our um, editor-in-chief, Aro Neuer, and um, the, the brain behind our podcast. Um, so yeah, we'll be missing him, but other than that, I think we're good to go. Um, so today, we've got three main topics. We've got... Some NBA offseason, not for the free agency predictions, but more so hypothetical trades. Then we got our midseason NFL awards, and then at the end we've got you know rapid fire snack um, uh, questions. All right, so the first of our four questions for the NBA this offseason. Let's start out with Jack. Um, what do you think, uh, Chris? Where do you think Chris Paul ends up? Uh, you think he stays put in Oklahoma, helps Giannis in Milwaukee, or you know they dump his side in New York City, or anything else? Uh, I think this is a very interesting question because we don't exactly know what OKC is thinking right now. Since they they fired recently fired Billy Donovan, did did they hire any head coach yet? Um, no, not yet. I don't believe. I don't think so. Yeah. So regardless of the head coach, it's going to be a different environment. Uh, we don't exactly know if they're going to be going for the future or they still will try to contend, even though they won't make be a full contender. Um, so I don't think staying put in OKC makes sense for him. Uh, Milwaukee would I think Milwaukee would potentially work. Um, not sure about the salary cap. But Milwaukee would work if they're in a win-now scenario where they, uh, where Giannis does not sign his max contract, even though there's reports that he might sign it as early as next week. But if he doesn't and wants Milwaukee to go even further into contention, I think that a Chris Paul trade would be good for Milwaukee. I'm not really sure who they would give up. Maybe... DiVincenzo, at least. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it have to be they love picks. DiVincenzo, so it, yeah. Probably Bledsoe, too, because they're going to they're gonna get that point guard. They're going to fill that point guard spot with Chris Paul. Yeah, and they do have George Hill. Yeah. And maybe I'm crazy, but Chris, Chris Paul and Bledsoe are pretty similar. Uh, I mean... Well, Chris Paul's better leader, but Bledsoe is better defender. A, lot, a lot younger. Yeah, well, Bledsoe is... Yeah, they're, really both good. Good. they're both good defensively, not as... They're not the typical... 21st century um, point guard. They they're not yeah. obviously both of them Chris can shoot Paul, the three. Both of them can shoot the three well, but I mean you look they're at some of the, like you know Jamal Murray, Trey Young, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, yeah. David. They all shoot the three. Like, Those are just really as well. of the past five years. As of the past five years, no, yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm crazy, but I see a little bit of uh, comparison there. Um, yeah, okay. I mean salary dump. It depends what New York. What the Knicks want to give up, uh, because they basically said that RJ and Mitchell Robinson are, are uh, untouchable, so definitely be at and least Frank. Mm, they didn't say he's untouchable, but uh, he should be. Yes, he should be. Thank you, Ellie. They'd probably 
give up at least Kevin Knox, maybe Julius Randle, hopefully Julius <laughs> Randle, and uh, maybe this year's pick, if not at least Ma- the Mavericks pick that they have, and potentially next year's pick as well. And then I think a surprise team could be the Lakers, but their uh, salary cap would be very tight, and they wouldn't be able to get as much depth as they need right now because they have a lot of money in tied up to guys that they have. But they would definitely have to give up Kuzma, and then they wouldn't be able to sign at least one of Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. I'm not really sure about their contract, contract situation. And then uh, same thing with Rondo and Avery Bradley as well. And I think all those are expendable pieces for uh, Chris Paul, like especially like Kuzma and... Like, yeah, they especially if they don't know how long LeBron will be at the same level, as well as Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that anything... Of all the topics that I have, Chris Paul is the most interesting because he's so... Like, I, I, I don't want to spoil them, but I'm about to. Like, our next one is Giannis. Like, Giannis is such a big if. It's like, Giannis is such a big if. Like... Was it really just a playoff drama? Oh my god, he just got swept by the Heat. Let's immediately react and five say games. he wants it. Oh, five. It was five. It's literally, it's ju- It's almost... Gen- gentleman sweet. But also it was probably because he got hurt in was either game two or game three. Yeah, it he wasn't It wasn't a good look for Giannis either but, way in the series. Yeah, it but I think it, it could have yeah, just been... MVP, it could have recently... It, just yeah, it could have really yeah. just been a, like an automatic quick re- assumption... Um, and like, oh my God, Giannis wants out. Like, that's what really happens in sports. I don't love that, but it, it's a thing. Like, you know, someone will lose a big game. Oh my God, trade him. Like, like well, you you look at the narrative now, it's, yeah. the it's the craziest thing ever. Like, you know, LeBron will go on a cold streak. <laughs> I, I hate to back up LeBron. I'm kidding. LeBron's the best of all time. Um, wow. LeBron will go on a cold streak. LeBron wow. going to Cold Street. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now found out the truth of Elio. Uh, that's not true. I was always a big. I, w- I wasn't the biggest LeBron fan, but I definitely appreciated um, his career. Jonah and Arnold, on the other hand, I, I don't think they're. That's like the an- most praise I've heard. Of I don't think they're anti-LeBron. I just anti-Lebron. think that they're. An- I just think they don't want to mess with him. Anti-LeBron. <laughs> He's a Celtics fan. He let him be. Um. Yeah. Arnold has no reason. But like, just, yeah. But like LeBron will go on a cold streak. Yeah. LeBron will go on a cold streak, and then they'll be like, "Oh my God! Like, is LeBron aging? Like, oh. well, you saw that last year in 2019 when uh, he was injured. Lakers weren't doing that well. You were saying, sure. I think it was Jeff Van Gundy during, in the so. middle of a game said that I think the Lakers should look to trade LeBron right now. You saw him. It was a real thing. Sitting at the end of the bench during a game against the Knicks, mm-hmm. away from his teammates. When and it was the Knicks. Well, <laughs> yes, but he has done that a lot of times. A man needs his rest in the middle of a game. This guy is top five in IQ of all time. I think he. Kind of doesn't really need the whatever the play is. He knows every single play. He knows, and this is true. You've seen his teammates. Yeah. All right, enough LeBron praise. I think we'll, that we'll go back to Giannis. We'll, um, we'll be we'll be we we'll talk about LeBron definitely definitely in a uh, future uh, episode because we should talk about him for a whole episode. Well, yeah, we could talk about him for a whole episode. All right, I'm gonna hand over uh, the floor to Darren to talk about Giannis um, because. You know, Jack handled the Chris Paul one pretty well. Let's see what Darren's got to say about Giannis. Yeah, I don't have much to add on Chris Paul. But I'll say that uh, Giannis, I'm not sure 100%, but I'll be pr- I'm pretty confident that Giannis is going to stay with the Bucks. 
he had an interview or a meeting with one of the was it the owner, the GM, whatever it was after the game. Owner. Uh, well, owner. At least the owner. He had lunch. With yeah, he, he had yeah. lunch with the owner. And it sounded like they were gonna try to work on something. And if it doesn't, if they can't get anything done, then Giannis has the right to leave. I mean, if the franchise can't do anything for him, then he's the right to leave. But right now, I don't see Giannis uh, switching up. He's he's not that type of guy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree with that. On I pretty much agree with that on Giannis, honestly. Because Giannis is Giannis, like he's not just like he's not just like a player who just gets thrown around. Giannis is I don't like he's generational talent. He's an, he's gonna be an, he's on track to be an all time great. He's got two MVPs and how old is he? Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. He's twenty six years old. He's got two MVPs. Top he's three arguable in the league. No, I know. No, no. I'm not saying top three arguable this year. He had a top three. Season of all time, arguably, Ar- because yeah, well, because you, you of the, defense, the defensive arguably. net, the defensive rating, defensive rating. It was, and he's not even on the best team. He's, well, they did have the best record. But I'm saying he's not even on like the best all around team. The well, the yeah, team, the team take, is built around him, and I feel like the Heat in that series they showed the flaws that they had that the Bucks had. Yeah, and the Heat were a very good matchup with the Bucks. I also think one of the Bucks' biggest sure. flaws is depth. I genuinely do. I mean, it's they've got Robin Lopez, Wesley guy, Matthews, and guy. like George Hill off the bench. Yeah, no, they court. yeah they need some spots to fill. And the Heat really, I mean, their depth took them through the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were consistently playing nine, ten, sometimes eleven guys total when teams usually play only seven or eight when you get down to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if Giannis is smart, I would have him not re-sign this year. It's too early to tell what they'll do next year, and it puts more pressure on the Bucks to uh, try to get one last push for him to stay. And if he, if they're successful next year, even if they just make the finals, I think that he will stay definitely. Um, breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. Ken Rosenthal. I know Dan's going to be happy. Ken Rosenthal uh, this is, this is just tweeted out that new owner, Steve Brody's Cohen, gone. is cleaning the house of the Mets. Hey. Brody Van uh, Wagon. Wagon's gone. <laughs> They're GM. So I know Dan's happy about that. I just have to That's point it out. That's hilarious because he's literally but, signed the contract yeah. this morning, probably. And then he was like, all right, Brody, you're gone. That's that's um, so funny. Yeah, so big news for Darren. Um, I guess unless Jonah has anything to add to the Giannis topic, he no. Jonah's got nothing. No. I, I, we're gonna give you the, the in two. I, I want to take this one for myself uh, because Jackie was Chris Paul, Darren here is Giannis, and I think it's only fitting if I talk about uh, what the Sixers do this offseason. Uh, with I, I want to call it mess of a team that they have right now, but at the same time, it's not really a mess because they're in a difficult position. They're in a really difficult, yeah. but at the same time, they're not because they have. One of the top five young cores in the NBA. I truly think that you can debate me on that. Simmons and Beat and Matisse Thybulle, you put them up against any three young, any three young core. I I take that young three, your top those three um, guys over most teams in the NBA. They've also got Tobias Harris, who yes, he's on a terrible contract, but he's a great scorer. He's a great locker room guy. They've got now Daryl Morey, who's one of the league's elite. He, he's not a GM anymore, but he's an elite. You know, I mean, he's, he's going to be running the team. He's yeah. going to be running the team. Um, GM both run the team. Yeah. Right. Uh, Doc Rivers, who I, I actually am, I'm not so high on 
you know, giving the mm-hmm. signing, uh, hiring a coach who has been in the league for a while and is a proven coach. I I like the idea of bringing a young guy well, who they need someone who knows how to win, but given recently. Maybe he doesn't. But I kind of. <laughs> but I'm saying in sports, I kind of like the idea of over over his coaching career, he has been historically a winning coach. But except I, this past five six years, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Gone over. Maybe I'm crazy. I kind of like you know the the diff the different type of guys. Like I know it's weird to say that Kyle Shanahan's in football, the Sean McVay's in football. You bring in these young guys Brad who aren't. Stevens. How old is he? It's like he was like. Right. So, again, I, I kind of like these younger dudes who are going to bring in something new that you haven't seen before. Obviously, it's nice to have a head coach who's, ex, who's experienced, but I don't know. I kind of like bringing a young guy, but at the same time, Doc Rivers is one of the league's premier coaches as well. So, Rivers and Daryl Morey will definitely uh, yeah. do a better job. I think Daryl Morey will bring you that uniqueness because their team is going to be different than any other team. And I don't know how much Doc Rivers is going to be doing. He'll be doing the X's and O's, but... Yeah. The actual structure of how the team runs will be down. He'll be putting down the paper to yeah. write the X's. And yeah, <laughs> it's a dumb analogy, but all right. So let me just get right into it. I think that um, of the th- of the four ideal options, run it back with a seemingly better coaching staff and relatively similar roster. Um, make massive changes and trade away Embiid or Simmons to acquire a better fitting superstar, or dump Harris or Horford's contract with a few picks to acquire some shooters or other. I know you guys. I think. I know that you guys know that I'm a big, big, big believer in Simmons and Embiid that they can play together. So I'm going to go with option three that you dump Horford or Harris's contract with a few picks to acquire some shooters. Maybe they can, you know, somehow dump Horford's contract and a number one, maybe even a number two to get Buddy Heald. Yeah, or... They could try yeah. to do that. Drew um, Holiday's on the market too Drew now. Hall- he's, he's not, he's not the shooter I'm He's not a shooter you're looking for. Horford's a very good center to play with. Yeah, I mean, right. Uh, but at the same time, that'd be a small starting line. I think it's just anyone taking Al Horford is just taking the contract. Small, but the picks. they already have a small starting line because Derek Favors is six ten. Right, it's so, a one inch difference. I don't even know how much they actually. So yeah, as you guys know, uh, again, I'm a big believer in Simmons and Embiid being able to play together. I think if you surround them with the right pieces, you surround them with. You know, maybe they could sign if they dump if they dump uh, Horford's contract. They can bring in uh, Buddy Heald. They can maybe even sign David Bertans and Cubs. Maybe even flip. Maybe even flip Harris. Like to get something. That, I don't know what they can do. They have a lot of opportunity. I'm just saying there's three untouchable guys because I've seen them mess it up way too much with their young guys trading them away way too quickly to try to win Who's now. The they mess. Oh, Mat- Matisse Stiebel. So I'm not trading away Matisse Stiebel because. They messed it up way too many times. They messed up with Landry Shamit. He was exactly what they needed to be that fifth starter. Not ball dominant, great shooter. They gave him up to get Harris. Obviously, Harris was the guy that they wanted, but they gave up on a guy, young guy way too quickly. They gave up on Robert Covington, who I liked. He was a 3 and D guy. They gave up on Dario Saric. Dario Saric right now, yes, he's playing like absolute garbage. He played like garbage mm-hmm. in Minnesota. He played really in not. Phoenix, he played below average in Phoenix. Well. He played below average in Phoenix. For the, for the trade he, that he, happened, he was yeah, in a very he was in a very good spot in Philadelphia, and they gave up on him. I think a little too quickly. So I just don't like the fact that the Sixers give up on these young guys too quickly to win now. And I think that don't give up Thibel because he's got a tremendous future ahead of him. Don't give up Simmons and don't give up Embiid. That's me. Um, anyone have anything else to add quickly? Uh, yeah. So I'll say I'll agree with you. Um, Thibel should not move. Ben Simmons should not move. 
Embiid's interesting. I want to see what Daryl Morey can do with Embiid and Simmons because I think Simmons and Daryl Morey's offense and defense, like the way he runs with um, all small, no centers, Ben Simmons fits in perfectly. And you could think that Ben Simmons, he's not a shooter, so how is he going to fit with what they did with the Rockets? But He could play the Clint Capella role. Yeah. Well, no, you're but comparing Ben Simmons to Clint Capella, yeah, I don't yeah, think no, you should be allowed in this podcast anymore. Was, before... Let me get my corner. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Before Clint Capella was traded, they played four out, one in. Simmons could be a four and a half out. So I, 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 I disagree so, with that because I think he's no, going to so have yeah. to be outside. No, no. So I think no, I think Simmons is going to be playing point guard he and kind of like a obviously and kind of like the Russell Westbrook role. Simmons, I mean Russell Westbrook shot, but Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot because he'll create. At, there's a stat out there. He creates the most three-point shots out of anyone in the league off of passes. So that's equal or even better than but that what... But helps if you have a shooter. And Correct. Exactly, they need shooters. Exactly, which is basically proving what Dan and I are saying. Yeah. Um, and I know that this is going to tip off Jack a little bit, but by putting Simmons in the inside, basically, like, useless. Like, LeBron James plays in the perimeter, and he's not... He's a good shooter, but he's not an amazing shooter. He's ben Simmons is as... Respectable. Ben Simmons... Ben Simmons is as close as you'll get to LeBron. To correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. For what? Ben Simmons Depends. is Depends. as close as you'll get to LeBron of active NBA players. Um, yes. hmm. Why? I'm, I'm trying to think of someone. Why? Yeah, it's not. I mean, he's up there. Like, so I think Zion. that. No. I think. Well, not really, because Zion, Zion doesn't have the passing ability of Simmons. Zion doesn't. Zion's not as. I mean, but Ben Simmons doesn't have the scoring ability as LeBron. That's true. Ben, LeBron doesn't. Ben have Simmons the, doesn't have the leadership or IQ as LeBron. Ha, you can't say that. He's 23 years old. And by the way, he's a he's tremendous so IQ. He's a great IQ. Yeah, but LeBron When is... LeBron was 23, you weren't saying, oh my God, this guy's got a great IQ. No, you're watching his windmill dunks. When LeBron was 23, he made the finals with the top, th- bottom three teams Because he's LeBron, ever. but I'm saying Ben Simmons is as close as you'll get. I'm not saying he's, the way he plays as close as LeBron, so yeah, putting style. Ben Simmons on the style. inside. Yeah, 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 but the way you said it, it sounded like... My bad. I'm saying Ben Simmons is as good as LeBron. I'm saying he's the, as close as LeBron. Twin is LeBron as yeah, LeBron as player as you get, and I think that putting the inside is just basically useless. I think Ben Simmons could be. He has such high potential. I don't know what people are missing about him. Obviously, the shooting, that's a given. But he's a top five passer in the NBA right now. He's a he's a top five defender in the NBA right now. He's. He's really fast, amazing in transition, so I don't know. Let's hand it over to Jonah to hear what he's got to say. Um, so our last one is, what do you think is going to go on? Um, not, or let me tell you how I phrased the question. What is the final infinity stone that the Nets need? Um, do you think that? Um, here's option one. Scratch that. KD's KD and Kyrie's great. Number two, acquire uh, Drew Holiday or Bradley Beal type of guard to be an elite third option. Uh, number three, Trade away uh, Spencer Dinwiddie or Karis LeVert to acquire a better power forward and create an all-around excellent team. Um, so I think that the Nets are very good already. Like I think people forget KD and how great he was, and Kyrie also, after not playing really last year. But I think obviously upgrading a power forward would definitely help them, especially when you're playing against these crazy teams now in the league so and having Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert with Kyrie all three very good like you don't really need all three of them so yeah they do. often the problem with Dinwiddie Kyrie and Karis is that 
correct me if I'm wrong. They're Pretty both strong. they're both at best average defenders. Yeah. Yeah. They're above they're above average to elite offensively, but they're not as they're not none of them are not not a single one of them is particularly good at defense and in a league in a division, I mean we could just talk about that division alone. You've got the point guards in that division are Lowry, Walker, Ben Simmons, and Frank Nilkina, so you're gonna need an elite <laughs> defender. You're gonna need an elite <laughs> defender to guard uh, Frank Nilkina, especially. I'm kidding, but no. Uh, the Knicks aside, that's yeah, a really bro, strong point guard division. It's a really strong point guard. That's three Very of the top division outside. Been, for yeah. sure, for sure. That's three of the top eight point guards in the NBA in that division alone. And I think that eight? obviously, well, we're gonna have to go back to our previous episode. On I, I, everyone had <laughs> everyone had Simmons, Kemba, and correct me. Everyone had Simmons, Kemba, and. Um, Lowry in top eight. Yeah, should be. Oh, Simmons. Yeah, I think so. Everyone did. Yeah, it might have been around around there. But you got what I'm saying. That's, and obviously Simmons is an exception really because KD is probably gonna be guarding Simmons in those in those meetings. Maybe. Oh, unless they unless they put Dinwiddie. I don't know what the heck teams are gonna do if they're if the Sixers are running offense with Mm -hmm. with small ball. That's gonna be interesting how they play that. Yeah, but so continue, Jonah. A little sidetrack there. I think that was. Uh, I don't really have much more to say. Like a better, I mean, they're already a great team. I think that they're definitely finals contenders, but a power forward just would help them a lot. Yeah, that, I, I get that. That's probably what I would go with too, um, especially because to get Drew Holiday or Bradley Beal, obviously they're gonna have to give up Levert and or Dinwiddie and picks. Yeah, and at, at least at least at least yeah, one of those guys and. I think that KD and Kyrie kind of is enough. You don't really need a third option on that team. Offensively, defensively, yeah. you do, and it. Yeah, Drew Holiday actually. Drew Holiday is I very mean, good defensively. Yeah, which is why I think his the trade for him makes the most sense compared to Bradley Beal or some people were saying CJ McCollum. Also, Bradley Beal is not. You can't trust him to stay healthy the whole year. Well, he's been way more healthy than. Well, yeah, yeah but. Again, Beal's Beal's again not not the best defender you'll ever find. No, yeah, which not a good if, if they get Beal, they're defensively they would so be bad. a very weak team. KD's good two way. KD's good two way. Don't get me wrong. Jared Allen's a great rim protector, but Jared Allen's gone. By the way, no, he's not staying. DeAndre Jordan's really? starting center. Yeah, no. really. No, KD and Kyrie want him out of there. <laughs> really, it's well, no. Yeah, so actually, they could they could potentially package totally. Jared Allen in a deal. I think Jared Allen's one of the more underrated centers in the NBA. Yeah, I, I do. I think he's a worse, he's underrated, low, low ceiling Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So on that comment from Darren. Well, no, I wanna, I wanna just say, oh, okay. yeah, uh, I think Drew Holiday would be perfect for the Nets, and I think even if they would give up a pick and Dinwiddie or Karis Levert, they're be, winning now. They don't need that pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. They, they're gonna get they for the next few years. They're not gonna have a, a, a good pick. So that pick is not worth much. And Drew Holiday would be huge. He's the one of the best, if not the best, guard defenders in the league. And that's a win-win for both teams. I mean, New Orleans, let's I mean, drop a mock trade like in 15 seconds. Yeah. They get, let's say, ideally they get one of or both. You think one of one of them, one of um, Lavert or Dinwiddie, and then they give up Jared Allen and a first-round pick. That makes sense because they get Jared Allen, who who um, could be their backup center and. Um, they get Levert or Dinwiddie, who'd instantly make their way into the starting lineup on that team, move J.J. Reddick yeah. back to the bench, 
and you get a first-round pick. And if you're in New Orleans, you're a very young team, so a first-round pick, no matter where it is, always helps. All right, let's get started right away. Uh, let's jump in with the next topic, um, the midseason NFL predictions. Keep in mind, this is being recorded uh, Friday, November 6th, uh, 3.30, so God knows what could happen in this wacky, wacky NFL season, the COVID stars going down with injuries, um, teams that we didn't expect to be as good. I mean, no one really expected the Steelers to go 8-0 by now. No one expected well, people expected them to be, to be good. Sure. But no, I mean, yeah. it's a wacky season. Uh, it's a crazy season. Patriots to be third place. Um, that's not true. That's not true. Um, no one expected Dak and um, the yeah. entire Cowboys online to go down. No one expected the whole Eagles online to go down. Actually, you could, ex- you, could expect, you could expect the Eagles online to go down um, <laughs> on a solid season because they're just so freaking injury prone. I, I, I've, lost, I've just lost some um, faith in that team, although they're still going to win the division. Which leads me into the first topic. Will the Eagles hold on to the NFC East at over or under six wins? And under that, I have, can they potentially win a playoff game versus the Bears or Rams at the five seed, assuming they finish at the four seed? Um, Jonah, you go first. I mean, the way it's looking right now with this division, it would be crazy, but they could win the division with under six wins. And I mean, it's not very likely, but it's possible. And could they win those playoff games? definitely be tough. They would need probably to get some of their guys back from... Well, they have been. They actually have been over the... Like, they got two guys back this week. They got Goddard and Jason Peters back. They're getting they're getting a bye this week. They're going to get Sanders and Lane Johnson when they come back from that. Urch is four to six weeks, but he just hasn't really been involved in their offense. I was... Again, I told you guys. I told you guys. You didn't want to hear it from me. I said it. Dallas Goddard is more important to that offense than... Um, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz was literally a ghost out there in those weeks he was healthy. I mean, he wasn't, for sure, but he wasn't getting targets versus Travis Fulgham. Don't get me wrong, Travis Fulgham's great, but he wasn't getting targets versus Travis Fulgham and John Hightower, who you didn't know who John Hightower is. Well, because then he's getting the number one defensive back. He's a tight end, though. Or or linebacker. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Zach Ertz Ertz was, was one of the elite tight ends in the NFL. At a point, one last of the top last, yeah. last year, two years ago. So, looking at the Eagles' schedule, keep in mind they have a tie right now. So three, four, and one. They got the Giants the following Sunday after their bye. I'm gonna say it's an easy win. I'm gonna say it's a win. Should be. Should be. That, I'm gonna write that as a win. That's four, four, and one. Then they get the Browns the week after. I think Probably that. I think that the. That well, I think that. I think. I think. It's I don't very, know. It's very it's likely very that possible. they go. Impossible. That they go six and ten. I think six nine and one. Six nine and one. Sure. I don't I think, know about that Browns game though. It could be. I think most likely they would be uh, seven, eight, and one. Well, let's keep going through the schedule just to see, like, ideally what it could be. Um, Giants makes them full four and one. Browns. Baker Mayfield looks abysmal. He doesn't look good. But it's every other game. He looks great, and then he looks terrible. Who do you look good against? The Bengals. Oh my God. Let's well, the all. The Bengals go- did just beat the. But the, I I don't like the comparing. Oh, they just beat them, so that means like. It, they're the Bengals, regardless. Um, so that uh, that game's a toss-up. Good sometimes, looks bad sometimes. Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. Those are three tough games. That's three straight losses. Uh, maybe they could pull one out of their back pocket because the Saints New haven't been looking great. Well, Michael Thomas is expected to be back. Even though, Seattle. even yeah. with Michael Thomas, they still haven't been looking that strong. So uh, let's give them, out of those four games, Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, let's give them one win. 
Ideally, let's give them one win. They could maybe do something versus the Browns, maybe versus the Saints. So that puts them at five, seven, and one. Then they got Arizona. They should lose that game. So and then they got Dallas and Washington, two wins. So I think that the Eagles could make the playoffs at under six wins, but I think they'll. Past yeah, six wins. Most yeah, likely, most likely seven, eight, and one. Seven, most eight, likely one. they'll get one. They, they are still the favorites in the division because the Giants don't have Saquon, the Cowboys are without half their team. The Eagles are still a very good team because they still have their starting what quarterback. Is pretty elite. Washington started for them. Washington, they just. Kyle's going. They're okay, but I don't think that Pretty they're better than right. the Eagles, especially when the Eagles, if the Eagles are healthy. Getting healthier. Uh, let's go to Darren, who's a Lamar owner in fantasy. Let's talk about um, yeah. the AFC North. That is a very, very scary-looking division. They've got the Steelers, Ravens, and potentially even the Browns. They, I hate to say it, the Browns have really shocked me this year. I was never jumping. But I thought Baker Mayfield's been underperforming. He has been underperforming. Their defense has been ridiculous. Miles Garrett has been a top three defensive player in football this year so far. He's right now. I th- I correct me if I'm wrong. I think he leads all time NFL in sacks per game, which is ridiculous yeah. stat. Um, their safeties have been great. Denzel Ward's been great. So Darren, tell us who you think is going to finish on top of that division. Um, I think right now it's hard to not say the Steelers. Uh, obviously undefeated, but I mean the Ravens and Lamar has to pick it up. He has not been playing well or up, up to his standards. Yep, exactly. That's a must. Exactly. So it's Thanksgiving night. It's hard to see the Steelers losing that top spot for me unless Lamar really picks it up because he's not playing up to his standards. Um, all right, let's go to Jonah here. Actually, no, we, we, we already went to Jonah. Let's go to Jack here. Uh, which veteran quarterback will um, outdo the other one, the NFC South, and are the Bucks the favorite to win right now with the addition of A.B.? I think for this question, it all depends on Michael Thomas's situation because if he's healthy, if they get him back and they – had the if he's sort of like where he was last year, I think the Saints have the edge. But um, Tampa Bay has been looking really well this year. And also, like, can I say uh, on your point about Michael Thomas? Even if he comes back and he's seventy-five percent of what he was last year, Alvin Kamara right now looks like the best running back in football. Derrick Henry, also, stop he it! Fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, Derrick really? Henry, Derrick Henry's, Henry's unstoppable. When you watch her, he's unstoppable, but. He look at his carries. He's getting the, that crazy amount of carries. He rushes so for you thir- that three, four yards. Yeah, they give him the ball because saying, he's the best running yeah, back in the league. Give him the ball more. They're more of a run style team. That's because you're telling. And me everyone that. knows he's you're running, and they me, can't stop him. You're yeah. telling me that you're, you're really comparing the the um, the amount of run usage that the that the Saints use to the Titans. Kamara yeah. gets Saints, passes. The Saints with a top seven quarterback. The reason why Kamara's been top five fantasy this year is because of his passing. But can't we yeah, t- uh, can we use the same argument they used for McCaffrey that we justified McCaffrey being the best running back in football that he still is an Emma catching the ball too? Yeah, and McCaffrey's best. Last yeah, year we last year last when year I think he was unanimously the best running back in football. I think everyone saw that. Yes. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you view Derrick Henry. Well, that's because Derrick Henry made the playoffs. McCaffrey's team was so bad. So, if you can justify McCaffrey's pass-catching ability to make him the best running back oh, yeah. in football. Derrick Henry is the best pure rushing. He's the best pure runner. He's the best running pure back. Pure running all, yeah. all around. Camaro as an overall Kamara player. Still, yeah. Maybe because he uh, plays a well wide yes. receiver. Yeah. It's that's a different insane. argument. So, let's hear what Jack's uh, got to finish I think there. The Bucks, uh, they are looking really well. I think the addition of Antonio Brown could help them, but it could also make them be the same exact team. It's just redistributing the ball from Scotty Miller and 
Adam Humphreys, um, but it's Adam set Antonio Brown. Humphreys. Adam Humphreys is on the But it's Antonio Brown versus the it's whatever defensive their third, third, third defensive third. back. But he That's hasn't played in over a year. It right. doesn't matter. And you just play zone. You play a simple zone on them. The only guy that can exploit you really is Antonio Brown because he's so fast. Scotty Miller is one of the fastest men alive. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't really? know if you know. He, Brady throws him that deep ball like every game, and he beats out his cornerback. But also, that that really just is what Brady is. Spread the ball around. You think that you think that you're gonna be able to cover my number one receiver? Okay, I'll throw it to my number five receiver, that Johnson guy who they drafted in the sixth round this year. Okay, so double-team Godwin because I just threw it to him seven times last game. He had 100 yards. Okay, double-team Godwin. Let me hit. Oh, you forgot I had Mike Evans on the other side of my field. Oh, wait. I saw Ronald Jones and Fournette in my backfield. And I had Gronk. Gronk at my tight end position and AB in the slot. That's ridiculous. That is I, he supposed to play the slot? Or I thought Godwin was playing the slot. Uh, what, whatever it is, it's, it's unstoppable. Yeah, it really is unstoppable. Thing. So, um... By the way, Scotty Miller runs a 4.340 yard dash. Yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's fast. fast. <laughs> um, let's go with let's go into the award predictions. Um, halfway through the season, I, I love this. I remember the first one we did. We went over the top 10 quarterbacks in football, and you guys ripped on me. You guys said Russell Wilson is not the best quarterback in football. That, that was also week two or three. Yeah, it was hard to tell already. I, I, mean, I said Russell Wilson was the best pure quarterback in football before the season started. I still would say Mahomes is better. Yeah, same. I don't know. <laughs> I think Russell's having a better year, but yeah. Mahomes is better. I, I, I saw it in Russell Wilson. They're, they're very close, close, no matter who you put ahead of. So, right now, we're just going to go around the table. I think it should be, ideally, it should be a quick yes from everyone. It's is not Russ, unanimous, I think. It's not unanimous, but is he If the, the Buccaneers have the best record, I think Brady will definitely get some votes. I think Rodgers deserves some Rogers, votes. Rodgers, right. Rodgers. Rodgers deserves and always some Mahomes. votes. Always Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes. obviously. Lamar will Steelers. There's a chance that Lamar gets some. Not I don't Pittsburgh. Not think so. It wouldn't be, be T.J. Watt of anyone on that team. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah but it's very unlikely that a defensive player wins MVP, especially since now. Everything is more offensive-minded. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, second one, again, I was just thinking on the top of my head by putting these two guys here. Cliff Kingsbury, Mike Tomlin, or another coach for Coach of the Year. Uh, let's hear it from Jack first. Yeah, it depends on how how well the Steelers play at the end of well, the year. Well, again, this, these are the, mid-season, these are the mid-season yeah, predictions. It, yeah, We're predicting yeah. it based off of how the teams have looked to halfway and how we think they will look. So, again, you can't just say, oh, well, how will they look? This, this is the mid-season, so... You know, you have to be able to take, take that into account. The so. way that they've looked, I think that there's no question that Mike Tomlin should be the coach of the year. They're undefeated, the last unbeaten team. They keep on winning every week, especially when you're playing the Titans, the Ravens. Who else is it? The, I mean, who else did they play? Well, most of their other yeah, competition yeah, has been weak, but they've beaten the past two weeks. Yeah, they obliterated very, the Browns. Very, very, they very obliterated the Browns. Um, and then just another sleeper coach of the year on the top of my head. I'm not going to discuss really, but who could, again, if if he keeps it up, Matt Nagy. The Bears are five and two right now, but they're not number one in their division. I, I don't matter. really care what not, he's you're doing. You're not going to give a head coach what? coach of the year if they're second in their division. Doesn't Does, matter how why? good they are. Why is that? Because you're the teams me. ahead of them. So you're telling me what you're telling me that you're telling me Matt Lafleur you're telling me that Matt Lafleur is more impressive with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and a great defense than Matt Nagy with a great defense. Don't get me wrong, Al Robinson who already requested a trade this season, so drama there. Tariq Cohen has been in the IR a lot. Dave Montgomery has hurt a few weeks. 
Mitchell Trubitsky looking like trash. He's hurt. Nick Foles. He's getting surgery. Nick Foles not even looking great himself. Well, I'm saying when he was healthy. Nick Foles not even looking great himself. Well, they must have relied on their defense. And yeah. But still, I think yeah. that he's a yeah. sleeper um, coach of the year. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Rams. They beat the Buccaneers by Bucks. one. By one. Still lost to the Colts, who are pretty good. And their wins haven't been... Colts are pretty good. Colts are the, Colts are the number one defense in football right now. Yeah, but their team, they're not... Overall. Their running game is they're looking still, strong. They're, they're tied with uh, Indianapolis. Okay, what do, you, what do you think about the offensive rookie of the year right now? It could definitely be Burrow or Herbert. Herbert, fan. Like nah, I just want to trade him. <laughs> I don't need him. I got Lamar. But. It, it might depend on their records, but Herbert does have a better team and better weapons around him. And I hate it how they always lean towards the quarterbacks. Who go number one. Um, just the quarterbacks in general. I hate how they do that. But, like, please, please stop sleeping on Justin Jefferson. That He's guy's so a baller. Good. That guy's an absolute baller. Um, this wide receiver class. He might not even be the best. He, yeah, that's the craziest thing. He was the fourth drafted wide receiver um, in this class. Ruggs was hurt. Rager's been hurt. I'm not saying he's. Be- I'm not saying Rager's better, but you can't necessarily say he's better than Rager. Rager's been hurt, and he's on a team he hasn't that hasn't played enough to be right to be judged. To Judy is playing with. He played a few weeks with like who was it at quarterback? Brett Ripien at quarterback. Um, CD Lambs are playing with. Um, he played a few weeks with Dak. He looked. Really good there. He played like half a week with Dalton, and then he's been playing with uh, Ben DiNucci. So, yeah, um, those receivers are really good. So, but I think Burrow is just—I don't know, I like Burrow. As long as Burrow keeps up what he's doing, I think he'll win it. Just because he's been—he was number one overall draft pick. Also, he took a terrible team. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, They're still bad, but they've been close basically every. It's been a, a lot of. Well, same with Herbert. But Herbert's on a much better team. The team has blown so many leads, and you can't blame him for that. Yeah. All right, let's let's hit up Darren for the last one because this is, I guess, if you have a good fantasy understanding, you can make this. Can Russell Wilson win both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, or will it go to uh, Kamara, Hopkins, or other? Um, I mean, it's possible, but I, I really you can't tell at this point. It, I, many things could change. Two weeks ago, you would have said Derrick Henry. Possibly there because people were talking about him as possibly. It's a Davin Cook. Yeah, as being the conversation for MVP, not anymore. No, not MVP. I'm saying offensive player of the year. Yeah. yeah. Saying he was even in the was even in the I'm, conference. I'm not sure how many offensive player of the years go when they were undefeated. I'm saying to non MVP winners in that conference because Russell Wilson wins MVP. I don't know if they would give him. I don't know if they would give anyone else also offensive player of the year if he wins. Like, I'm not sure, because usually right. you would assume that the MVP would get the offensive right, player of the year because right. he's the best offensive player. I get player. that. Um, okay, and let's just go around the table quickly. Our early Super Bowl predictions. Say whatever you want. Go crazy. I don't really care because someone, someone's someone got to get it right. There's four of us here. That's four combinations of eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah, eight, eight teams. How many possibilities is that? A lot. It's a lot of possibilities. Um, Darren, let's hear your uh, Super Bowl prediction. I really don't know to be honest, but I mean, the Tom Brady and the Bucks are looking good so far, and if they continue it, they could easily be there. Um, Steelers obviously undefeated could be there. 
Um, I'm a big Titans fan, probably because I have half of them on my fantasy roster. But it would be sick if they could make it. Probably not, but yeah. So who do you have? I, I, I can't make a prediction now. I, say, I don't know. We could look back at this in, in 10 weeks. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't give me that because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. There's not, you can't really tell one team above another. I think if the Buccaneers keep this up, I think they have the edge over the Seahawks. Um, the Packers, you could also put them there. The Saints, you could throw them in there, but I don't think it's likely that they can make the Super Bowl. And AFC is also a little bit of a mess. I'm gonna have to take the Bucks and the Chiefs. Of course, the Bucks, but yeah. You know, I love Brady, and the Chiefs are just the Chiefs, so yeah. You can't go wrong. So, with that call. so, so, can I just say something? I, we don't need to start a whole because um, we are short on time right now because Shabbos is very soon. But the Bucks barely, barely, barely beat the Giants. They lost to the Bears. I'm not the biggest Bucks guy. I think their offense has a lot of potential. But they've yeah, got to step it up, man. Godwin was out. I, yeah, you know. So I don't, played four weeks. What does that mean? I the was, Giants are the Giants. The Giants are the Giants. You barely snuck by the Giants. Um, well, and, it's also kind of just one game. It, it's yeah, one it's game, but the, the Bears were another game. What happened there? Well, the Bears are 5-2. and two. Bears are 5-2, and two, but and don't two. get me wrong. As, as you just said, I mean, how can you give a second book? Like, the Bears... If you're taking a team to the Super Bowl that couldn't beat an, an above-average, borderline elite team, like... It's also, the Bears have a really good defense. Bears have a really good defense. That's but, why the, pitch, the Buccaneers... But you're calling the Bears an elite team? They have an elite team, but you're calling that team as a whole elite? Well, it was a 20-19 game. It's not like the Bears scored 30 points. But, the, I don't know. Something about me just seems off about the Bucs. I'm going to stick with Russell Wilson. I'm going to take the Seahawks in the Super Bowl... Uh, versus the Steelers. It's going to be a very interesting matchup to see how they can play spy without Devin Bush there for um, the Steelers. Um, they've got, they still have got Bud Dupree. They just acquired um, from the Jets, Avery Williamson. They've got TJ Watt, who's a tremendously fast outside linebacker. So I think that it's going to be Steelers over uh, Seahawks. And we've got one final um, segment. It's a quick one. And it, this could get more heated than any of the other ones we've had. Rapid fire snack questions. So we're gonna go with three um, rapid fire. Questions. Three rapid fire questions. Open discussion. First one to bang gets to talk. Uh, Gushers or fruit by the foot? Uh, you didn't bang. Gushers. We're gonna bang and ruin the microphone. So, so much better. I mean, yeah, I agree. Gushers. Uh, yeah, I gotta go. Does anyone object? Gushers, Gushers here too. All right. Gushers, clean right. sleep. Um, Lay's or Pringles? Pringles. Pringles. Lay's, you only get quarter of the bag. Lay's are higher quality. Flavor. You get no, no, no. Honestly, honestly, I only base it off this. Original Pringles are awful, in my opinion. Original Lay's are edible. That's my opinion. My opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because Lay's are more. What's the word? Like you could see how it's from a potato. I don't like the idea that a Pringle looks like a duck's mouth, and obviously they taste better because those sour cream and onion Pringles are unbeatable. The like those are the only I'm I have a weird fact about myself. I don't eat on airplanes. I don't eat on airplanes. I don't eat on airports. Yeah, me too. I will only eat sour cream and onion Pringles and Sprite. Weird thing. It's the only thing I do. And the last thing, which I think is gonna be close. Maybe I'm wrong. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Primarily talking about Chewy because if you prefer original over Chewy, we are going to manslaughter you. I'm just telling you, you're a devil. 
I think it just depends on your preference. If you like chewy, you so like do you, do you not you do you no no no. But in do chewy you, chips ahoy or Oreos, because Oreos aren't aren't. So we can have a separate we can have a separate question. Oreos as a whole, including double stuff, mega stuff, um, vanilla. The, the, the they've had the cinnamon ones, the birthday cake ones. Just, well, just the golden. Clean. The crunch is always the same. The it's always the same. You have cookie and cream. So you're gonna go like so. What's better? I think it, to me, it depends on the mood. Sometimes this, mood, this we're talking about Oreos, specific. In the mood uh, I have to go chewy to the holly. So, so good. So good. I'm going to take a hard pass on this because a few um, chewy chips ahoy too many just like kills you. Like you're same knocked with, out. Same with Oreos. Oreo, I, yeah. I think I can eat more Oreos than I can eat chewy chips ahoy. No, Oreos that will put me to sleep. They can put you to sleep too. Don't, I mean, they're cookies, obviously. Oh. But chewy chips ahoy, like. That initial bite, like, oh my god, they hit different. Hit different. Oh my god. I'll be crushing over Cherry Chips Ahoy. Uh, Darren, what do you guys say? I mean, I, I what is, used to say Oreos, but now it's Cherry Chips Ahoy. I've gained an extra appreciation for Cherry Chips Ahoy and its elegance. And one last one. Um, let's just quickly run through it. Lemonade or iced tea? I think, we're, I think we're all going to go iced tea. Yeah. Lemonade. What oh the my God. heck? Get, get out of here. Stop. Lemonade. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, Stop yeah. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Lemonade, Wait, hold on. Lemonade or iced Yerba, tea is above all, Yerba though. Yerba is Arnold iced tea. Arnold for the win. Yerba is different. Yerba is different. Yerba is different. We're it's talking iced about, tea, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking iced about brisk iced tea versus Minimade lemonade. I, brisk iced tea is my favorite. First of all, Arizona. But yes, get out of here Okay, same thing. Yeah. All right. Um. That's got Darren standing up, as you guys obviously can't see because we don't have face cam yet. We're not on ESPN. But if you were to be able to see, Darren and Joan are on their feet, pissed. But whatever. That'll do it for episode four. We'll see you guys next time. And peace. yeah, peace out. Rip King Vaughn.